my calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. What's up, 80s lovers? It's a new year. It's a new time to get... <laughs> Let me start over. <laughs> <laughs> what happened, dude? <laughs> I don't know. I gotta, get, I gotta get into the mode. All right. <laughs> I like, hate the intro, like, dude. That was like curly right there, dude. <laughs> I hate doing intros. I'm the worst at it. Really? Even when I did YouTube Weekly, I hate doing it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just so corny. All right. Well, then act like you're just on, like, I don't know. Never mind. I don't know. I just think it's corny. Hey, 80s lovers. It's the 88 miles per hour podcast. Aw, damn it. Did you just cut out? Yeah. Ah, stupid (laughs) internet. All right, let's do it again. (laughs) Hey. Oh, sorry, again. Hey, 80s lovers. It's the 88 miles per hour podcast with a brand new year. I'm Max, and join with me, as always, is... Hey, everyone. It's is Sanch with the morning deep voice. <laughs> the sexy deep voice. Yeah, it's funny. When you first wake up, you always get that... Like, deep voice. I don't know why. I hate it. But, hey, everyone. How's it going? Welcome back. It's a new year, a, a new era, and a new episode. Finally, we're back. We, t- we returned after a few a few weeks, but it's all right because we're back. It's a new year, and we hope to have a new episode for you every single uh, week. So this one, yeah. So it should we should be posting hopefully every Monday from now on, from this point forward. So if you're listening to this episode right now, January twelfth would be the first episode. So, obviously, we missed the 5th, but it's just because that weekend was New Year's and this and that. So, this is the week we're recording, so the 12th. So, from the 12th forward, we hope to have you a new, brand new episode every week. And there's so many Mondays within this year that we should have plenty of 80s movies to discuss. Holy hell. Like, how many Mondays do you think there are in 2016? There's too many. Whatever 365 divided by like seven is or whatever. Or no, it would be it would be four four times twelve, right? Or yeah. Oh well, no, because look, September has five Mondays, and there was another month that had five Mondays. Oh, this um, I I went too far. I'm in 2018. Ah, whatever. The point is that 2015 (laughs) is gonna freaking rock. That's yeah. what the point is. So, Sanch, 2015's a big year for 80s lovers because we get our hoverboards. Mm. We get, you know, flying DeLoreans. We yes. get the, the, the three-second pizzas. Oh, yeah. It is a big year, dude. The hydrator. The Black & Decker hydrator. Hydrate level four, please. <laughs> it's kind of funny because whereas... Um, you know, like the first week of New Year's, that's all I was seeing was articles about Back to the Future and how 2015, and it, it's kind of ironic how, you know, we haven't really changed much since <laughs> I mean, I mean, and the internet was, was huge, obviously, but, uh, and smartphones and all that, but, mm-hmm. uh, we don't have any flying cars yet. No. Yet. I don't even think, you know, honestly, do you think that's ever gonna happen? Like, because uh, this is the one thing, like, what if a, there's a car crash in midair? It's going to fall. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's why, like, I don't think we're ever, ever, ever going to get uh, flying cars. I mean, highly doubtful. Like, that's the one thing. I'm on possibility of maybe hoverboards we will. But I also saw an article that's that showed everything that they did predict that we have. Um... The, and I can't remember uh, 
what it is. I should have looked this up. Well, I mean, I didn't even know we were going to bring this up. But yeah, there, there were a lot of stuff that, like, they predicted that we do have now, you know? That's um, cool. So, but yeah, but freaking, I just, like, I saw a few posts. And I wanted to do this post, but somebody beat me to it. But you know how it says, like, this is come midnight this is how we're supposed to be dressing and it shows them right. all dressing right. and it, it, it should actually be come october 2015 this is so we still have to october but i saw somebody posted that and they beat me to i'm like you bastards i'm like i hate when someone beats me with the, like a meme or a joke because then i'm like damn it now i'm just copying you know get get to it man you know actually october is the la kamikaze that would be an awesome cosplay wait it's to- in october it's always in October. Oh, well, not really. Well, kind of, but... Yeah, it's it, the last week of October. It's always, like, Halloween. Yeah, week. it's always, like, yeah, the last week or the first week of November because last year it was right there on the tail end of it. The year before that, it was the first weekend of November, and the year before that, it was in August. No, this year, this year's in October. Uh, uh, do they have the dates listed already? Uh, y- yes, but let me double-check. And then come April, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to give you... I'm just giving... I'm, I know I'm throwing it out there, but we're going to give you guys a special... Um, another Star Wars 80s episode, Return of the Jedi. More so because um, we'll, I'll, I'll be there uh, representing both 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast and Brothers Bear Podcast at the Star Wars Celebration at, in Anaheim, California, the convention at the... So yeah, so we'll we'll be there representing. So yeah, hopefully we have stickers. <laughs> uh, I don't see it right now, but I saw it in some other website. Yeah, it, it is for sure in October though. All right. Yeah, I think it's the 29th to the first, or I mean the 30th to the first. Oh, okay. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, if you're in Southern California, go head out there and you could say hello to us because we were there last year. So. Come say hi. Oh, and then uh, you got to name the winner to the to the. Yeah, contest. I got it. Oh, so, you do. Um, our winner for our, you know. God damn it! Uh, internet. Actually, we do prizes good at it. All right, ladies. Oh, Max, you're cutting uh, in have- and out. Hold on, you're cutting in and out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, having some technical difficulties. That's a sad, sad, sad fact of having the internet. No matter of how far we are in the future, we always have glitches. And those glitches cause us issues. And sometimes those glitches overpower us and they try to take over and kill us. <laughs> That's what makes perfect sense for our episode today. But what were you saying? Let's see. Hopefully, if... Let's see. Try to say it again. Uh, Skynet's taking over? No, no, no. Like what you were saying about the <laughs> contest. I'm just playing. Uh, we had one entry, but, um, you know... That one person's gonna win. So, uh, <laughs> actually, you know, no, it's actually it's actually uh, something to note. Like, hey, um, we're gonna do lots of contests in, in the near future. You know, in the upcoming months and stuff. So, totally throw your name in. I mean, we're giving out awesome prizes, original artwork. You know, of a Pee Wee cardboard um, painting, which the guy did for us, and we saw him actually do it at a convention we we're at. And then uh, we're going to give you a Shredder pop figure. So we're, we're doing good, man. You guys need to get on this. But our winner is, and, and, uh, and I'm going to do this right, Annabelle Quintanar. And the only reason why I know that is that's my mom's uh, maiden name, Quintanar. And, uh, you know, Quintanar's family. <laughs> but, what's, uh, wait, what's the Insta- Instagram name? Yeah. Her Instagram name is uh, belly 4 uh, underscore two, not belly like my belly button, but like belly <laughs> awesome. So, there yeah. you have it. So, when you listen to this episode, uh, please, please, uh, con- direct messages, uh, and contact us with all your info so we know that you listen to the episode. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I kind of we kind of blame ourselves for not fully being out there and posting, but we've had a crazy end of the year with uh. Our show, 88, uh, had its craziness where it seemed like 88 was going to end, but then it came back. So it was just all nuts, and 
with the end of the year, the craziness, and especially too with like school. It's just so much was going on that we're like, all right, now we're back. We're 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 gonna build this. So so that's the thing. So you'll you'll see more more out there because uh, I see the download, so I know people are downloading. Um, so so yeah, so we'll we'll be more active. So so you'll you'll start seeing, and I mean we'll be promoting more. So. So yeah, so fans were we are back. Uh, Eighty eight is back, um, just uh, minus Renata, but the the show is 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 returned. Yeah, we just got a lot more masculine. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no more chick flicks. We're gonna get into the the awesome eighties action film. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has been missing in my opinion in eighty eight so far. Oh uh, yeah, actually, I know I have. We haven't. It, that was the thing. Like, I, I know one of my friends. He, I, I'm gonna try to get him to sit in because he, he grew up. I don't know why. I mean, today would not have worked out, but uh, he's a huge like '80s action fan. Like, he loves all like the the hardcore like of everything '80s, dude. Like from from Schwarzenegger, Stallone, and Van Damme. Like, dude, it's just freaking. I need to have him on because it's all like I. Mm. All right, so okay, so there you have it. So there's there's a winner of the contest. We're gonna be having more throughout the throughout the year. Um, not sure if we'll be doing it every month, but we'll be doing the the contest. So yeah, so all right, man. Let's. All right, so usually I uh, I do some kind of video game review. I'm going to change it up a little bit today. Before what? We... Yeah. So I'm not going to necessarily focus on one video game, but what I am going to do is uh, actually give a little, like, a little school report. No, a little history about uh, the video gr- game crash of uh, 1983. Oh, dude. That's... So, did, did, like, Santos, did you even know that we almost don't have video games Yeah, now? of course, man. Yeah. Uh, that's it, cool, because, yeah, we haven't... That See, that that's the one thing I really, really want to... Uh, focus on this year is really people love gaming dude especially classic gaming and i think we should really start focusing a hell of a lot more because we already feature the movies and the music because with my song of the week at the end and then how we fully focus talk about um what you call the movies we don't really much do gaming we started to you know but i think we should focus a hell of a lot more of gaming because I mean, dude, 80s, 80s is famous for gaming, and right now what you're going to say, there is almost a possibility where we wouldn't be where we're at now, where we have freaking a PlayStation 4 and an F4, 4 and an Xbox One, like, I mean, it's crazy, like, what, what I, I, I don't know what you're going to say exactly, but, but by the title alone, I know where it's going to go, so yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be giving you a lot more gaming throughout throughout the um, throughout our episodes because uh that's one of the things when it comes to the 80s and i remember to me was freaking gaming you know was nintendo especially and the master system because we had the sega master system that was the one right before sega genesis and we had both of them atari Atari had multiple consoles the 5200 you know, yeah, like and my cousin had ColecoVision. That was the one where, like, it's in color and it looks awesome. The the graphics were great. Um, the game sucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the games did suck. But I remember as kids, we didn't know any better, dude. How I remember my cousin had ET, dude, and we thought that game was cool. So <laughs> we don't know we're stupid kids, dude. All right. Well, anyways, go on, dude. All right. So uh, we're gonna talk about the North American. Uh, video game crash in 1983 specifically so i'm just gonna run through it real quick so here we are in the early 80s and pac-man hits arcades 1980 to be specific and it's a huge um it's a huge success and actually in a survey a couple years ago pac-man is still considered the most recognizable uh yeah the most recognizable video game character of all time more than mario more than link more than Sonic, it's Pac-Man. And I think that's one of the reasons why he was uh, featured in this past uh, year's uh, Super Smash Brothers on the Wii U. Uh, Pac-Man is this, you know, he's one of those characters that, you know, it's been th- three three decades, four decades coming up. And um, 
he's still here to stay. So, um, damn, I didn't, I, I, I didn't know that that he's the number one most. And when I think about it, I'm like, yeah, that's the most obvious thing. It would be Pac-Man because Pac-Man was kind of like first, and everybody knows Pac-Man. I mean, hell, there was even that song Pac-Man Fever. Uh, right. uh, and yeah. this is worldwide. I, I think in the in the states it might be different, but worldwide it's Pac-Man. Yeah. And then what what was it like? What's the 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 Scott Pilgrim thing where Pac-Man used to be Puck-Man, but then yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they were afraid that people would change it, so that's why they, they named them Pac- I don't know. Yeah, Pac-Man is awesome. It's still, like, it, it's just a classic game. It will never fade away. It would never, it, it's just, it's here to stay. So, kids and generations will be playing Pac-Man. So, um, so after 1980, Atari, uh, we all know about Atari, obtained the rights to Pac-Man, uh, and they were for their uh, Atari 2600, which was a home console. And home consoles were still a new kind of idea at the time. Um, and at the time, there were about 10 million Ataris in America at that time. Um, so they were still marketed at that time, not as video games necessarily, but more like game or more like toys. So they'd be in toy stores mostly, stuff like that. So Atari gets the rights to this very popular game, Pac-Man, and they decided to make 12 million Pac-Man cartridges. And if you're doing the math, there's already 10 Atari consoles, 12 million. They were, like, pretty confident that people would buy. Well, they asked one of the developers to make a prototype of the game, but Atari wanted to make the money quick and publish the prototype right before the uh, holiday season of 1981. So this guy makes, like, a prototype, which isn't a complete game. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is cool. And they, they package it, and they they uh, shipped it, and they made the game. And the game was atrocious. It didn't, it didn't like, oh, I didn't do the game justice at all. I mean, it's just a prototype. It's, like, basically like a sketch. You know, if someone just had a, a, a sketch... Um, it'd be like an animation movie, right? Yeah. And they make a, a movie of just, you know, the original sketches, and they don't do all the colors or even doing all the lines and stuff. So this is what Atari did. And the sounds, if you if you see any um, gameplay on it on um, on the internet, it's like, bum, 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 bum. It's just terrible. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, um... So yeah, so here's here's Atari, and then of, of course customers were pissed. The consumers were pissed. Some wanted refunds, um, but still, about seven million were sold, and uh, five million were unsold. So um, I'm, 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 there's like a couple points that I want to make. So this was one of the the things was uh, the first point is like you know just mass productions of games, and um, so the second kind of big game that really tainted the the video game market was the notorious et <laughs> yeah, so um i personally have not played it yet but i've seen enough gameplay and of course the video game nerd his whole movie is based off of the et um atari game and uh et of course was a huge hit and uh i Definitely in the year 2015, we got to do an ET uh, review on the podcast. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, I so you're you you're saying you've never played it? No, I've never played it. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but you said you played it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, my little cousin, he he um he had an Atari, and yeah. he had the ET game, and I do remember freaking playing that game. We played it a lot. But, yeah, one of the main things about that game is there's these holes, and right if you ever just touch it, you right. fall down the hole. Yeah. And I remember we'd fall down the hole a lot, and we didn't know what the hell we were doing in the game, but we were little kids, and it just seemed awesome to us anyways that we're playing games at home instead of at the freaking liquor store down the street. Like, so it, it, it was cool. Like, oh, it's E.T., and then, I, I mean, the... The, the box cover art was awesome I just right. I remember that it, it looked cool but the game again like as a little kid it was frustrating because we didn't really know what, was, what we were doing and it didn't seem like there was any point to the game to even win the game but again it, it, it seemed fun E.T.'s head would stretch out you would float out of the freaking you know there would be a phone some weird guy that would walk around so I don't know E.T. E.T. was cool to us as little kids but I'm talking about like being young here like a little kid this was like 80s dude like you know so 
I mean, I don't even know how old I was. And I may have been like six years old at the time when I was playing this game. So, and to your defense, like I think kids, like you know, as far as gaming goes, it's like their taste for gamings is hasn't matured yet you know mm-hmm. so it's like when you're a kid you're like oh i'm playing a video game it's awesome but you don't realize how bad it is until later on i feel like it's like you know those uh those uh dinner those uh what was it like kids it was with the stupid uh penguin and it was those uh frozen dinners and it had like oh kid cuisine what's up, like kids will play or i forget it's what called it's kid called. cuisine yeah, kids' cuisine. Exactly. Yeah, because um, <laughs> we so buy them. Like that. Like, we buy them know, for my for little kid, brother. You're like, this is awesome. You know, it's like this is so good. At least that's how I feel. And you're <laughs> like, you know, you get to twelve, thirteen. You're like, this is disgusting. I ain't eating this. So it's kind of the same thing with video games. Like kids, kids don't know Jack. So it's like, no, I want to play a video game. <laughs> that's why. That's why there's so many, especially for the Nintendo 3DS. Now there's so many um, like cartoon based. TV show based games for the kids. Yeah, and they're they're usually crappy. Minus the fact that you would think like some some kid games you would think like at the time like oh this is just a kids game and it's really seen for kids. But for instance, Disney had a lot of awesome freaking games. Yeah, with like Capcom in the, in the. Oh, dude, yeah, man, Aladdin. I still think has to be one of my favorites. So good. All right, so uh, to go back to ET. So same thing that happened with Pac Man. Um, they got the rights to the E.T., and they wanted this game out before Christmas. So the programmers had literally six weeks to produce a game, to make a game, a brand new game from scratch, to manufacture it, package it, market it, and for it to be in stores uh, before the holiday season. Obviously, the game was terrible, and even the programmers hated the game and didn't want anything to do with it. So uh, Atari wasn't doing great and uh of course as you know uh, atari made too much um they just like you know published so much and they ended up eating millions of dollars and um they buried them in a desert in new mexico and up till you know this past year in 2014 people thought this was just a myth that it didn't actually happen but actually this past uh 2014 they discovered all these atari games that atari i know <laughs> dude it's so crazy uh, so by the end of 1983 atari lost 536 million dollars uh, which is bad investments and in, you know making freaking pac-man and, and uh, et so um these were just two examples of why people lost faith in video games but they weren't the the only bad game uh, companies started to over flood the, the market and stores uh, couldn't really keep up. So, um, I mean, I even saw something that there was a, a dog food company that would produce video games. And Whoa. it was like dog eating their um, their products, you know. So, like, I, I don't even think the, the company is around. But, like, let's say Puppy Chow, right? You would play on the freaking Atari, like, a puppy eating the puppy chow. It's like, you know, so stupid. Things were different back then. So there were so many different games, and the cost of them went down to less than, like, five bucks. Which, you know, at the time when they were released, were up to 40, to 40 50 bucks. Now they were five, because just, yeah. there were so many freaking video games on the market. And then uh, the third contributing factor was uh, there were so many freaking consoles at the time. Right now we have, basically, the PS4 the Wii U, and the Xbox One. Um, yeah, those and, are the like, three main ones. And, yeah. and, and yeah. maybe the 2DS, 3DS, stuff like that. Well, but, the handheld, uh, yeah. During the 80s, there was... And, and t- Sanj, tell me if you remember any of these. Uh, the Atari 2600. Of course. Atari 5200. Yeah. You, you mentioned uh, the ColecoVision. Yeah. The Intellivision. Yes. The Coleco Gemini. That one, I don't remember. I, I didn't know anybody that had that one. <laughs> so, uh, what about the Vectrix? No, I didn't know anybody that had that one either. So, like, the Vectrix was this, um... I actually saw it in a, uh, in a thrift store. It was, like, in the box. It was complete. It was, uh... It was in pretty good condition. It was, like, a hundred bucks, though. And I would... It just, you know, yeah, I, I wasn't ready. I mean, it's a pretty rare... It's a pretty rare, um 
thing. It's a, a, a console. It actually, I think the Vectrix is the one that has, it comes with its own, like, TV. You play it on a portable Really? TV. I'm going to look yeah, that up, so, dude. It's like a smaller TV. And um, so I saw it, and I was like, man, if I had 100 bucks, you know, um, I just, I'm like, when it comes to gaming and stuff, like, yeah. Vintage gaming, I don't really drop a lot of money. Like, oh I, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. I, I'm looking I at really, it now, you know, dude. And it was I just try to find things between like the five and ten dollar range, but uh, you should have gotten it, dude, because it's just like I a cool collector's been. item, man. I, I know. I didn't. I didn't have. I didn't have the hundred bucks or whatever it was, but it was. Uh, it was crazy, you know. And uh, I am to live with not having it. I know, man. That's yeah, actually, that's the worst. When you're like pissed if I had that, it's just a <laughs> we have nowhere to put a freaking Vectrix in our house, <laughs> but it's not that big, dude. It's it, it almost reminds me like, all right, I guess the the best, like, many of you have probably seen this. If you've ever seen Gremlins, you know what I'm talking about. It, it's like a little like the Gremlins, they're all playing like I, it looked like they were actually playing Pac Man, and I remember yeah. we uh. Uh, um, we didn't have one. I think my cousin had one, and it was like a little arcade, like it's just a mini arcade that you could be playing at home. And I remember th- those are cool. I, I don't know, maybe we did. I think we did have one. I think we had Donkey Kong. I don't remember. Yeah, actually, now I'm looking about it. it was broken as the years la- later. I remember we had the box, but it was broken and it didn't work. But that was cool. Like you could buy the little things for your house for to have one for your home, but like a mini one. Have... And that's basically what it is. I mean, it was like, this is like super Tron, you know? It, it, it resembles Tron a lot. It's just like a lot of lines and dots, and you have this little controller. But uh, that was the Vetrix. Uh, we also had the Coleco Gemini. I already said that. The Odyssey 2, and so on and so on. There's still dozens of video game consoles. So with all the different video game consoles nobody really knew what to get you know there was no internet so there's no like uh reviews or anything like that so it's just like mass you know there's like a, a there's it was a plethora of freaking video game consoles and nobody knew what was good and and to be honest the games at the time weren't that very good so um and and the one of the uh the, the fourth contributing factor was atari lost control of publishing and uh, now there's like laws and stuff. Uh, if you look at any type of uh, game, you'll on a Nintendo, you see like a Nintendo official or official Nintendo. Oh, yeah, that, that seal. Or, yeah, yeah, the seal. And then or Xbox 360 on every you know, game or something like that. Um, but at the time, this wasn't the the case. So what you would have was programmers and publishing companies. Uh, publishing their own games so they didn't have to go through the consoles they didn't have to go through like Atari or ColecoVision they just made it themselves mm. um, so you have let's say dozens and dozens of freaking um, companies publishing their own games again it's flooding the market and, is there uh, any like game that's actually good that came from a, a, like, a, a public, like a company like that is there a, an actual game or were they all terrible um, there's some, I mean, most of those are like knockoffs, you know? Mm-hmm. So it would be like, I mean, there's so many different variations of Pac-Man or, uh, Galaga, you know, and, and some do it right. Some, you know, don't do it right. But, you know, um, so some of these games are actually worth some money because they, they publish a certain amount. So... You know, um, per- personally, I haven't really bought a lot of the the early '80s stuff in my personal collection. I haven't got to to that yet. I haven't. Um, that's one of the things that I'm still looking for is a good price for an Atari 2600 or Atari 52. Or it would be cool to have a ColecoVision and stuff. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, um, like I would love to have the master system again. Like, yeah, that would be great. Say your master system. Yeah. Um, because. It, 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 I mean, it just, it sucks because you don't know this as you're, like, as a kid. Like, now, kids now kind of have that mentality because we're all, like, the collectors. So, like, some kids, you know, are wanting about saving their stuff. But but then, like, no no one thought of, I mean, like, at all. No one thought of saving their stuff. And right. 
and I think that's the one thing like right now I'm looking at a master system and one it's in a case like that's the one thing you don't get anymore with with freaking playstations like the the now the the current gaming like you don't get this because back when they used to sell accessories where you can store your nintendo your master system your right, sega right. that you like you could take it along with you to your friend's house and we had that i had i had that for the for the nintendo i had that i even had this cool like it was it was like a long briefcase where you could put all your games in and right. every time i went to my cousin's house i would take that with me and i would have all my games in there it's like they've always had that like to make it accessible to travel but i guess with the internet it's kind of like oh i could just log into my account there's right. no need for you to unplug your system and take it yeah. to your friend's house but yeah. i remember sleepovers anywhere if one of your friends didn't have it you would take it, yeah. you would take your stuff with you but it seems like now everybody has it but that's the one it's, it's like yeah like that's the one thing like i kind of like i miss like like i said i'm looking at a sega master system and we had it exactly like this it's a it was like a briefcase you open it up it had where you could put the gun the, mm -hmm. the controllers everything yeah. and i was just like man i'm like and, and i'm telling you like we had we had it all dude and i just it's just it's sad that we don't have and there's some to it um I don't know. Chances are maybe my mom like shifted out to to family over there in El Paso. Like like whenever the games would break down, my mom would ship them out and my uncle would fix them. But they never like he would never send them back. They'd keep them and they'd have them. So at that point, we would have a new system. So we were like, eh, we moved on. So right. we didn't care because it's just like at that point it's like, well, who cares? We now what? Now I have the Sega Genesis. I don't need the Master System yeah. anymore. You know, Resto gaming it hasn't really. I mean. It's popular now, but it really hasn't been popular for that long, you know, within the last maybe five years, but, um... Yeah, and the one thing I remember about the Master System is it had a slot for cards, and they were yeah. card games, like, the games were on cards, and you put it in, and you... Because, seriously, there were some cool games that I loved that were freaking on the Sega Master System, like... Yeah, there's, there's a couple Sonic games and stuff, like... Was Sonic? Yeah, I think there was a Sonic game. I could be wrong about that. No, no, no. Uh, Sonic didn't appear on the Master System. Um, I know no, it was on the on, on the Sega game. Master System Two, but that's what I was thinking. The Sega Master System Two. Yeah, not the not the first one, not the Master System. Um, it relaunched it and stuff. Yeah, they relaunched it. And they, it actually had a box. It was like it came in a packaging that said uh, Sega Master System Two with Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Um, but the original Master System, no, they didn't have Sonic the Hedgehog. They, I think if I remember correctly, they had like Alex Kidd. Um, right. Like <laughs> that was one of my favorite games. Like, yeah, I, I can't remember all the other games, but damn, dude, it's just like Al Alex me down. Kidd was supposed to be Sonic before Sonic. He was supposed to be the Sega like mascot. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, now I remember that. Now you're saying that he was supposed to be like the mascot, Alex Kidd, and that game was cool. But what I hated is that there was this when you fought bosses, you fought them doing rock paper scissors yeah like, yeah yeah it was terrible and i hated that because it's like you it was all by chance it's not like it didn't matter how good you were at the game it was all by chance and it, yeah. yeah so it's, it's like could you imagine going to like mega man and then playing mega man and then you get to the boss and you're like all right it's gonna be so awesome and then you freaking do rock paper scissors. yeah and then that's it so if you lose you die and that's it oh you're like oh great and then you start at the beginning of the level <laughs> yeah freaking alex kid all right so um so another contributing factor, and as I wrap this up, was in this in the seventies, um, the home computer cost over a thousand dollars, and uh, but in the eighties the cost was lowering, and many considered the computer a better investment because it had better graphics, it had sounds, it had more abilities like a word processor. Ooh. So um, people were like, you know, forget the video games. That's like kind of the old school technology we're gonna do um computers and uh that was like a lot of you know kind of rpg the beginning of R rpgs was in these like um these types of computers and stuff so from 1983 to 1985 video games were on hold because of the following um the following aspects and, and stuff like that the following contributors and uh on, in the video games were on hold and the future looked very grim for video games. Uh, people considered it was a bad for uh, it was a bad investment. 
Um, but what was good at the time between 83 and 85 was, although it was bad for the industry, it was good for the consumer because video games were dirt cheap. And you can get, like, a console and a bunch of games for, like, 15, 20 bucks at the time. <laughs> so, um, you know, we, we go to 1985 and video games were, you know, the thing of the past, basically. People live in the toy stores, like KB toy stores. Shout out to KB's. Uh, they can, uh, <laughs> hey, they're they, gone, right? Yeah, they've been gone for a while. Oh, my favorite dude. Toy store, man. Um, KB toy store. So that's, they, that they, sucks. What, all right, real quick. What yeah. other toy stores can you, aside from Toys R Us, where else can you buy toys? Is there any other toy stores? No, right? That Here? was it. It just anywhere. It just seems Toys R Us is the last official toy store. Now, I'm not going to count like going to Walmart or Target yeah, and getting Target. toys. That's all I can think of. Is but Walmart, there's no actual Amazon. toy stores. It, mm-hmm. it was the last one is Toys R Us. Damn, I miss KB toy stores. That's where I would get some games too. Because sometimes, some, not always, but sometimes. Deals. Yes, exactly. They'd be cheaper, and that's where we would go. We would go to the mall and go freaking get it. Yeah. I used to get all my action figures there. They used to have, like, a bargain bin, and I remember my mom, she got me the the original Power Rangers all in one. Like, I, I got all of them. They were five bucks each, and my mom just, you know, put 30 bucks down, and I got all of them, and oh my gosh, it was one of the greatest days of my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's freaking awesome. So, um, so it wasn't until 1985 when the Nintendo came up with Super Mario Brothers that people started to, to trust video games again. And interesting enough, um, the Nintendo distributed and marketed the, the, the NES, the Nintendo Entertainment System, not as a video game, but as a toy, because the taste of video games was so sour in people's mouth. So, um, and there you have it. That's how uh, we almost lost video games forever. This was the North American um, 1983 video game crash. Well, you gotta add, Nintendo didn't want to sell it out here. No, no. At all. Like, they were were scared. Like, they were like, no. Like, they they took a big risk to sight, and it it was it was um, an awesome risk, because that's really, once Nintendo came over here, everyone was like, whoa, and yeah, everybody's, like, I, I, everyone started buying Nintendos, that was the one cool thing about it, it's like, you had Nintendos, like, like, all my friends had Nintendos, and we would go everybody's house and have sleepovers, and all play Nintendo, bring our games, and that's the one thing, and Nintendo almost was like, yeah, we're not gonna sell it over there. Yeah. And I'm glad they did because if it wasn't for that, I I don't know where we would be. I I, I think they would have just given up. I mean, it's an it, it's what happens. What's in it's an oversaturation in the market. People stop caring. It's kind of like zombies right now, man. Like, I think I honestly feel like people are gonna start stop start getting tired of, of zombies now. Walking, That's how I feel about the superheroes. Yeah, like I mean. It, 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 it's kind of like, you know, like, I, I don't know about the superhero movies because I know people want to see certain characters, but it, it could get tiring too. Like, the, you know, it always happens when something is popular. They're like, they want to just throw it out there and, and fill, fill the market with it. Right. And, and I, I, I don't know. That's what happened with video games. But hey, we, we got lucky. Freaking Nintendo was a hit. And now, I'm now we're gamers. The little red plumber for its survival. Thank you, Mario. Yeah, and the only reason why he was a a, a plumber in a sense was because it was it, it was easy for them to design the pixelation of the characters to give them definition, and that's why he's wearing overalls so they can you can see, he, they added overalls so you can see where his arms end and begin. They added a mustache so his face didn't just look like a blob, and they added a hat. For the same reason, so it showed that he had a head. That's the only reason why he's a plumber is because when they were designing him, they're like, "All right, he's just a bunch of pixel. He looks like a blob. How can we add a little bit of, of, of character definition to him so people could see a face and see a body? Just add overalls and a mustache and a hat, and boom, the rest is history. We have Mario. So I do want to give a shout out. Um, if you're wondering where I got all this information, uh, I subscribe on to a uh, YouTuber on YouTube. His name is The Gaming Historian. Check it out. He's got a lot of great stuff. So that's, like, all the stuff I got from his video. So 
check him out. He's great. If yeah, you're yeah. a gamer, check him out. The Gaming Historian. Yeah, you got to start posting this stuff, man, on our on our wall. I'll do it, man. I just hey, I was in London. Give me give me a break. No, I'm not saying now, but I, I mean, <laughs> I'm uh, just uh, well. No, I mean, I do mean now. When we need this point, this <laughs> right point now. forward, like you know, like we all had our vacation. We all. But it's time, like we gotta, we gotta make a presence known out there, man. We, I think people have forgotten about us, so we gotta come back, and we gotta come back strong. So we gotta come back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think, I think we you know this is a perfect time. We're thirty-seven minutes in, uh, into the recording. Um, I know, dude, it came, it went by fast. Actually, it's forty minutes in. So, um, I think we should talk about. I mean, it, it's actually perfect because right before we started recording, Max, you said. He's like, well, what can you really say? I'm all, it's, it's Terminator, and that's the movie that we're going to be doing. Is uh, well, first we got to say that it's January, and it's freaking James Cameron January. Yeah, doing Terminator, James Cameron month. There you go, <laughs> boom. And which it's perfect because for these last three Mondays, because there's only three Mondays left, it's perfect. We're gonna get, we're gonna knock out three James Cameron's films. First one up is Terminator. Next next week we're gonna we're gonna come back we're gonna return with aliens and last the final one the one that stole the Oscar for visual effects from Back to the Future Two is the Abyss. The Abyss. All right. This is this is good. I mean, so I, I I'm super excited for James Cameron January, but uh, Terminator. You know, 1984. Do we really have to explain what the Terminator is? I feel like if you're a human being on this earth and you don't know who the Terminator is, you need to have your soul cleansed or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, for real. But, um, I don't know. I, I think I think most people watch the second one first. Aren't, aren't they, like, more... I don't know. That's how I watched it. I actually saw the second one before I watched the first one. You did? Um, yeah. It seems it seems like it, I guess it's it's like that like a lot of people tend to jump in, and what's funny is that you that sequel can honestly play off like its own original film. Oh, for sure, because you don't you can't you don't have to go in and be like lost with the film. Like imagine if, if the first Terminator didn't exist, you still wouldn't be lost with the story. You still understand that there's a future that's destroyed based on skynet and they're sending back because really if you think about it like truly it's it's almost like they remade the first terminator but they just changed the story a bit you think about it it's like in the first film you get a you know you get a terminator and then you get a human being sent back and to protect someone and that's it and then action ensues and so on and so forth I think that I think one of the scenes that you know, I, I you know I I didn't obviously I, was, I wasn't born in '84 and all that, but like seeing the first Terminator and then seeing the second one when you see Arnold when he comes on the screen, yeah, um, you know people are like, oh crap, he's back and he doesn't actually shoot Sarah Connor, he comes and he delivers and, and saves her, yeah. or or so, more so in the no when he first see that's the thing when when you came in uh, onto the terminator scene like this is what they did they tried to hide um like that terminator was a bad guy now i don't remember fully the trailers but unlike today like trailers back when weren't easily accessible the way they are now obviously due to the internet so when you're watching terminator 2 for the first time in the theater if you haven't really been paying attention to the trailers and though i don't even remember any of the trailers i do remember some of them where it's just like you know he's back or whatever and they show like the whole terminator so i remember somewhat vaguely the teasers but it doesn't tell you that he's a bad guy that's right. all, all you know so when you see him for the first time they play it off like the first film and mm-hmm. you assume he's a bad guy and mm-hmm. oh crap and then obviously you find out that he's there to protect john connor whereas in the first film when he shows up he's just he, he you know he's a badass all around like from the very get-go he runs in and then you see one of um freaking um was it bill pullman <laughs> as a punk rocker you know and and uh huh no bill paxton ah christ oh my god i just did it uh, 
<laughs> Those people always confuse the two, Bill Pullman and Bill Paxton, and I just did it. I've never done that because I'm like, how can you confuse the two people? And I just freaking did that myself. What a moron. But yeah, Bill Paxton, one of, one of Cameron's guys, he used them in Aliens. He's the game over, D- or man, game over, you know. Um, But we'll get into that next week. But yeah, like that's what's cool about Schwarzenegger is like he pops up and boom, I, you know, he's you're like, whoa, who is this guy? And even then, you're kind of like, what's going on who's the bad guy here like if you go in not knowing the movie you don't really know who's the good guy or the bad guy at the time because the first time we're introduced to kyle reese he's being chased by the cops and when you figure someone being chased by the cops they're a bad guy and then then that's when you start figuring out like oh what's going on here boom i don't know it's that's how i saw it when i was a kid because i didn't know who was the good guy until later but again i mean if you're an adult maybe it's a different story i'm basing this as me watching it as a kid Right, and then the first Terminator, um, you know, Arnold actually uh, tried out for the role of Reese, uh, who was the main uh, protagonist, but James Cameron had to convince him, like, no, you want to be the Terminator because this movie's not about the hero, it's about the Terminator. Yes, exactly. It's definitely, you know, a a different movie. And actually, I just want to give, let's just jump into some of our thoughts um, about the movie, uh, we don't. We're not going to talk about plot and stuff like. Nah, like we don't need to because people people know it. Um, Watch this movie if you haven't. I don't know what's wrong with you. Yeah, the you the, I mean, the, the plot's simple. Our futures <laughs> our futures destroyed by Skynet, in which there's this one. Um, this like I I don't know what he is. He's like he's like a really famous like I guess scientist or something like that. Like I heard this uh, recently on the Nerdist podcast. And and the freaking uh, the Smodcast podcast, and it was both that had Joe Rogan on it. And there's this one guy who's like really intelligent. He's he's almost very much like you know that Neil Tyson DeGrassi guy or whatever. Yeah. And he was talking about like he tweeted out something about that we're heading down the road right now where we're we are gonna build an AI that will destroy humans. <laughs> and and when when they saw this tweet this is someone who isn't like some like ah whatever type of guy like like when he tweets stuff or he talks about stuff you listen to this guy and right. he, they're like whoa and then i'm like so he's kind of like predicting that yeah this could happen <laughs> this world that that you see in the terminator series could possibly happen um yeah so actually you know when i was watching i've seen this movie a bunch of times but i think it just dawned on me the aspect of the horror um, like it, it's it's definitely kind of like a monster movie where the where the Terminator's not stopping until he kills Sarah Connor. Yeah, and, and you know it has kind of horror elements where he's you know punching through glass and kind of the scare tactics. I thought that was I thought that was interesting, mm-hmm. and I never really connected it that this could be actually a, a sci-fi horror in a way. Yeah, um, and then also <laughs> what I noticed this time watching it is in the first half of the movie. Dude, the Terminator has a comb over. And I was just dying. Like, before his face gets all jacked up, there's, like, especially when he goes into the, the bar, his hair's kind of combed, o- comb- combed over a little bit. And, <laughs> I, I, and I, I was freaking hilarious. I was like, a comb over on, on a robot. That's good. <laughs> I, I thought he has kind of, like, the... The, like messed up I didn't know he had a coma I never it, I didn't it's, really it's, it's, it might have just been in one scene but it's where he's in the uh, tech noir you know that club yeah uh, it's kind of really it doesn't look like I, I didn't it didn't ever look like a comb over to me but I guess it, this it, I thought it was funny maybe, maybe I was just seeing things but <laughs> I, I like to picture my Terminator with a coma over so. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah you try to make him more human than human Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, what, what, were there certain things that stuck out to you this last time you watched it? Um, uh, how, how great it stands up. Like, yeah. honestly, how, how great it stands up. How, for some reason, this, this movie is the only time that when I see him say, I'll be back, I don't see it as a joke. You know, right. any other time we've seen, we, we've seen it, even he's parodied it, you know, at, at, but, when you watch this movie, you're like, like he just looks around. He does that scene, like the memorable scene. He looks around. He goes, "I'll be back," and he takes off. And then, 
and the car crashes through and you're like whoa dude and i like that like i'm watching and i'm like i didn't laugh like i was like dude this this here is where it all started this is where it came from and 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 i think schwarzenegger did like a really good job and and even even what stan winston did with the effects is is amazing i get i get it does feel dated when when he's like in the the bathroom member of the hotel and and he's working on his face i i get how that looks but even then even then for that time it looked freaking awesome the practical effects were awesome the way they do the miniatures in the beginning of the movie when you see the future and you see like the skynet robots like flying around and all that those are all like miniatures and the composites of like of the background like the paintings the matte paintings all that and it looks awesome like this movie still holds up it's a well-done film though sadly it was completely ripped off (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't an original idea. Why don't you, why don't you explain that a little bit? Okay, because um, I, I was about to ask you if you know about this. There's this there's this uh, guy, this writer. His name is Harlan Elson. He he w- he's written uh, a lot of stories. Uh, um, what you call? It? He's a sci-fi writer, and he right. actually has written a, stuff yeah. for for uh, the Outer Limits. And he created these stories. One being. I have no mouth and I must scream and it's about a, a super intelligent AI that can become self-aware and and decides to wipe out uh, the world the you know like um, and another one called soldier and soldier is kind of like the one where you get these two super soldiers who are sent back from a post-apocalyptic world because they're like fighting and then they end up getting sent back and the opening scene of one of the guys when he gets sent back he ends up appearing in an alley and right away gets being chased by the cops right. and and these stories are are very very much the terminator like you just put these two together especially scenes then the dialogue from these these two and 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 what you call it and what happens with this is when when somebody contacted harlan and and told him like dude there's this movie that's being made right now that um is very much your work like it looks like your work and he's like what and he he actually like was trying to find out what was going on and the first thing was they asked for the script they asked orion hey can we see a copy of the script and they said no the moment they said no that's when 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 flags were raised because he knew okay when someone doesn't want to show you the script that means something's going on here another thing too is that here's here's the one thing every like magazines i mean now it's the internet you could go to your you know ain't it cool news geek but back when if you wanted something you would go to starlog magazine and right. those magazines were freaking awesome when you would go to starlog that that was your source of everything geek of all these movies well james cameron did an interview where he he said what was like your inspiration your idea for terminator and he flat out said that he you know he ripped off a couple stories from from uh, uh, Harlan Ellison stories, like he, he he says it right there in the interview. Well, the company, w- the Orion, was trying to get a hold of Starlog to omit that interview, and they did. So when the issue was released, it didn't say that. But Harlan had friends in freaking Starlog that gave him a copy of the original uh, magazine before it was released, and used that as saying, "Okay, we're gonna go to court." with this or or what do you want to do because they have they just have the flat proof that this was said so they ended up settling out of court so if you watch at the end of the movie it, it says acknowledgements to the works of harlan right. ellison right so yeah, yeah so it wasn't until it got like re-released and stuff like dvd and stuff yeah so so <laughs> um you know but but harlison says in an interview says if he would have just came up to me and said look i have this story idea based on your works like I would love to do it. He would have gave his blessing. He would have just said like, yeah, just say you know, and the end credits just put thanks to Harless and Ellison. He would have gave it away for free. So James Cameron is a moron. He he's an idiot. You might think he's an awesome genius, but even then he stole Avatar from something. Yep. with wolves. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but an actual novel, like a real yeah. novel. Like I mean, I, I get like dances with and Fern Gully, but even then, like he it, it, yeah, James Cameron freaking. This guy, you know, he you would think he would learn from what he was doing, not being a moron, but he actually, you know, he he stole from another short story uh, called uh, "Call Me Joe." Um, uh, yeah, so so what you call it? Um, yeah. Aside from that, this I mean, Cameron. I mean, he he can direct. He can he can do stuff. He's he's done some of the biggest films of all time, 
Uh, he hardly makes films, but when he does, they're hits, you know? Uh, people love him, and Terminator is awesome. And for those of you who don't know, um, and honestly, you don't, I know um, O.J. Simpson uh, was originally who auditioned to be the Terminator, but they they said he was too nice uh, like to play the Terminator. And I know, knowing the history you know now of the Terminator, back when... OJ was like uh, seriously he was portrayed as being like a sweetheart and an awesome guy in in the media that yeah you couldn't picture him as being evil now you can but back the when didn't fit man yeah the so <laughs> so all in all like I mean we talked more about gaming than we did with freaking you know um, Terminator uh, but I mean all all we really wanted to say was like how much we love this movie all in all it's I mean. If you haven't seen it, seen it, see it. But you know, hey, we th- this became more of a gamer episode, you know. And so, hey, electronics took over the episode. So, in a sense, we kind of did do some, uh, you know, uh, stuff here. So, I mean, I don't know what what else is, there is there to say about Terminator. The only thing that I would say was, why don't the freaking Terminators have built-in weapons? Yeah, you're right. That's why, so why stupid. Did... Like. <laughs> Like, the flying objects and all of that stuff and those weird rolling things, but the actual exoskeletons, like, they don't... Well, I guess because they're trying to make them look human to infiltrate, like, the the facilities. So that's... Because that's what happens in the movie, remember? They're in the underground bunker, and one gets in. So I guess guess that's really... That's really uh, probably why. I I don't know, dude. I don't know, but I think it would just be cool. Like, you know, just built-in, like, shotgun and just, like... It just like comes out of its arm and then bam! bam. <laughs> That's just me. Yeah, um, I, I I don't know. <laughs> so I, I guess it wraps up our first our first week of James Cameron January, and we had so much more stuff to talk about. Maybe we can add that into our Instagram and Facebook posts and stuff. I think that's a better medium to do it. Like we have uh, our top five things. For uh, Genesis or for Terminator Genesis, what they need to do right in order for it to be good and stuff like that. So I think we'll just post our ideas on that, and we want to hear from you guys, our fans, and dialogue back and forth on that. Um, so next week we have Aliens, which is actually a sequel of the 1979 Ridley Scott Alien. So um, I'm excited for James Cameron January, dude. Yeah, this, it's uh same here. Freaking, I, 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 it's it's uh I know next week we'll we'll get more into it because it's kind of like Terminator. People will be like, really Terminator, but um because it's kind of like, well, what else can be said about Terminator? That's why I said that whole like him ripping off the idea because not right. a lot of people know that. Right. But with Aliens, I think that's one that's I mean, even though it's well known, it's not like I think it's one that would be good, like where we talk a lot about, you know, and freaking I don't know. It, it's a uh, yeah, dude, freaking uh, I, I like like you. Um, I'm a, I'm excited, you know, freaking for um, for next week. All right, so that concludes our first episode of 2015. You gotta go, right? Yeah, my wife is uh, playing with my sonic screwdriver to get my attention that we got to leave. All right, well, you leave while I do the song of the week. So you can take off, and I'll I'll end it off with song of the week. All right, later. All right, later. All right, everyone, I got your song of the week. Okay, now here's the one thing that you don't know, is that originally when I did this song of the week, I had picked a song that I had no idea I have originally done. And the funny thing is, is that I did that twice. Uh, back on episode 17 and episode 23, I used the exact same song. Though, on episode 23, I did it as, as a, in a sense, a tribute to Renata's parents. It was still the same song, and I had no idea. Uh, but I, I, what I ended up doing right now is, uh, I, as I was editing this episode and I realized this, I was like, oh crap. So I went back and I listened to the end of every single episode and I made a list of all the 80s songs. So I make sure I don't do any form of repeats because I want to be able to give you guys always a new song and not repeat something just because I happen to forget. So that's why my original uh, song of the week, what I was doing was um, completely threw me off because I was, I, I wanted to base it off of this episode. And I thought like, what, what, band uh and song would best 
represent the whole, you know, our, our movie of what we're doing is doing Terminator. So I thought, you know what? It's like, what I'm going to end up doing is I'm going to end up giving you a song off of an album who, uh, well, you know what? Let me just tell you the band. The band is Kraftwerk. So obviously it's the perfect choice for the, for the song of the week because Kraftwerk, it's, they're all about electronics and computers. I mean, from they're from the eighties, you know, like, um, they, I mean, well, this album is actually from 1981, the year I was born. But this album, what's cool about it is that this album actually deals with the themes of the rise of computers within society. So it, so it actually works out. It, it, it's a good connection between The Terminator and, uh, you know, Song of the Week. Even though in The Terminator, it goes south. And maybe in this, you know, and hey, they were they saw this 81. It was going to lead to the rise of computers, you know, and to the rise of the machines. <laughs> so that's why I'm off. So what I'll be giving you guys this week, Song of the Week, is I'm going to give you uh, the single off of the album, or one of the songs off of the album, Computer World, uh, it's called Pop- Pocket Calculator, and this album was released back in 1981, even though it was recorded in 79 till about 91, but it's, uh, it's a really great song, um, you know, you also have, a uh, freaking Computer World, uh, Computer Love, uh, and that was the song I accidentally repeated long ago, uh, I actually gave you that song Early on in uh, our bonus episode of the of between six and seven of our labyrinth episode, so if you go back, you want to hear about labyrinth, go ahead listen. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to give you this new song of the week. It's called Pocket Calculator by the band Craftwork. All right, ladies and gentlemen, well there you have it. It was a great episode. Had a great time. Uh, we talked. You know, there was a episode one of three of of James Cameron January or. Camunerary, uh, I don't know, <laughs> who, who knows, uh, I'll think of something good, but yeah, so, you know, we've had fun, but since, you know, you know, after destroying the, the, the T, T-800, no, Christ, is it T-800? Ah, Christ, I can't even think of the, well, whatever, we, me and, after me and Max just finished destroying it, but, you know, sadly leaving behind the arm, you know, me and Max get into the DeLorean and travel back to the future. <laughs> Pressing down a special key, place a 